0: In prayer for Sister Edna. And uh, uh, God will help her have a quick, full recovery. And it ain't no doubt in my mind, Brother Paul kept talking about how much pain she was having every time she tried to walk. And having a fractured (laughs) bone would definitely do that. (coughs) She probably fractured the back the last time, you know, she fell, probably didn 't even know nothing about it, uh, so um, but just continue to pray she hadn 't been able to be in service for a good while, and I know she wants to get back in in the house of the Lord. We want to welcome everybody that 's come and viewing by the we have the internet tonight our live stream. Uh, thank you who are watching uh, we are going to uh, try to finish up the series that we have been on for uh, a little while now on Wednesday night entitled In the Potter's Hand, Uh, and we've been talking about that now, and uh, uh, hopefully that we'll be able to um, complete that this evening and um, move on to... um, to something else. I also want to share, we didn't announce it a while ago when we was giving our announcements, but uh, uh, we are calling the congregation to a, uh, a month of prayer and fasting, well, 21 days anyway, uh, beginning of the year in the month of January, and where uh, we're going to uh, go on the Daniel's fast. And um, I really believe that uh, uh, God is going to help us and help our church. We ex- seen and experienced some good things Sunday as the Spirit of God moved in. And um, I still got my sermon notes uh, laying on the Bible stand up here to where uh, I uh, came to the pulpit and laid them down and op- opened my Bible. But that was it. Holy Ghost hit. And um, about 35, 40 minutes later, we uh, uh, all gathered gathered around the front for praying. And uh, uh, I feel like God has given us some direction uh, for our congregation in this new year. And uh, I feel like we need to do some consecration and opening up the new year and praying and fasting and getting our minds kind of cleansed, if it were, um, and ready for the Lord to speak to us. Um, you have to uh, follow along with us, and I'll try to move and give you time to uh, use your Bibles to open up the scripture. Um, Kessie's up top, and she will... Try to uh, put them on this, um on the screen as we go, but we've endeavored to understand the concepts of the past uh, past lessons concerning in the Potter's hands. We began with our first lesson, if you'll remember, uh, on sovereignty, and we talked about the sovereignty of God. We learned. That God the Father was supreme in authority, control, and power over all that has happened, is happening, and will happen in the future and in all times. Hallelujah. God is in control. I don't care how bad things may look and what you may think, well, this ain't going right and that ain't going right god has never relinquished his power to no other uh entity hallelujah god is still in control and with that understanding we saw that as the potter and uh remember our uh, uh, potter that we got up here that we've been using it's kind of props and things as we go along but (laughs) <laughs> with the understanding that of the sovereignty in God, that he is in control, with that understanding we saw that as the potter, he is in control of what is being formed, and how it is being formed, and to what purpose it is being formed for. And because he is the potter, and if he is sovereign, And He's got all authority. God is in control of what is being formed, how it's being formed, and to what purpose it is being formed for. Everything that is done is designed to please Him. Uh, You should remember some of these things back as we've been uh, talking about them in past lessons. He has complete control of everything, and there is nothing, look at somebody and tell them nothing, there's nothing that is done that is not done by or allowed through His will. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Everything that happens is through the will of God. Now, in part two of our study, we moved from sovereignty to submission. And we talked about uh, submission or being submissive to God. Once we understand God's sovereignty and that He doesn't need our permission, amen, once you realize that God does not need your permission, Before he does something, he don't need my permission or anybody's permission. We must yield to his divine and perfect will. Hallelujah. That's what submission is all about. And once we realize he's in control, he's the one turning the potter's wheel then we have got to yield ourselves to his authority. Amen. Um, as we talked about submission, we considered some questions, if you'll remember, in relating to this. Uh, are we pliable in the potter's hands? Are we moldable? Do we allow God to stretch, grow, and shape us into something we weren't before? Not something that is just pretty, but something also that's usable. Hallelujah. I mean, the Lord is not interested in making something just Because it looks good. Amen. But uh, something that is usable. If God is the potter and we are the clay, then we need to be pliable in His hands by submitting our ways, and follow, follow me now, submitting our ways to His ways, Submitting our plans to his plan and our dreams to his dreams. We sang a worship song around here that goes something about take my hopes, take my dreams. Uh, you know, I give myself away. Amen. And that's what we're talking about tonight. All my hopes, all my plans. <clears throat> Lord, I put him in your hands. Now, I think you well know that a lot of people's not good about doing that. Some of us have problem with doing that because we we got our dreams that we want to hold on to. We got our plans that we want to hold on to. Come on, somebody, right. Amen. And we, if we're going to be pliable in the potter's hands we got to submit all that stuff to God we got to trust him with it you got to trust him with your future you got to trust him that he knows more about it than you do hallelujah now tonight in our lesson tonight we're going to wrap up our study on the, on a the lesson about service Service. That's the three parts of our series sovereignty, submission, and thirdly, service. When God molded us and formed us into a vessel for Him, He had a purpose in mind. We all were created for service in the kingdom. And I've already said this once, not just to be a, a, a vase. Now, I don't know what the difference is between a vase and a vase. Kind of like you say tomato and I say tomato. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Uh, God didn't just create us to be a vase to sit on a shelf somewhere. The potter made us all for service. The reason why you're on the potter's turntable in the first place, God had a divine plan for your life. He's got something in mind for you. Hallelujah. And so he puts us through this process for that purpose that he can use us according to his purpose, according to his plan. I'll I'll think about, and I'll give Kessie Matthew 5 and 16 in the New King James. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16 uh, talks about these uh, good works that the potter has... um, designed us for. And in Matthew 5 and 16, this is what it says. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, it's... (laughs) It should be an obvious fact that you've got to have good works if you're going to show them. Amen. There's got to be some there. And we're not saved by them, and we're going to read a scripture about that in a few minutes. We're fixing to go into Ephesians chapter 2 and read verses 8 through 10 just in a moment. It talks about that. But Jesus said that we need to let our light shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify the Father in heaven. You see, the way that God the Father receives glory and honor is through what you and I do for Him down here. Our deacon, Brother Douglas, there goes down and serves food to the homeless on Tuesday nights. That's a good work. And he's letting his light shine. And God is getting glory out of what he's doing. God is receiving glory out of what they are doing by going down there, and I mean being faithful to it, even in the colder weather when some folks stay home, Amen. Let your light soul shine before men that they may see your good works. Number one, you got to have some good works. And by letting those works manifest itself, we bring honor and glory to God. I don't know about you, but I don't want to bring a reproach to God. I want to bring Him honor and glory. I want to bring him honor and glory. I don't want to live my life in such a way that I dishonor him. Amen. I don't want to dishonor God by bad works bad deeds, but I want to give him honor now i want I, I got to bring out something now before we go since we're talking about service in relation to doing good works and good deeds for God and for the kingdom of God, i got to take you to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8, 9, and 10. Now let's read that. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now just leave that up there. We want to talk about that for a moment. First off, he said we're saved by grace through faith. Brother Douglas going down to the bridge ministry on Tuesday night and feeding two or three hungry homeless people every Tuesday night. That's good works. But it's not what's going to save him. What he does on Tuesday night is not going to get him into heaven. You follow me tonight. Amen. He's not doing that to get saved. He does it because he is saved. Hallelujah. God has done something for him and in his life, and he wants to return it. Hallelujah. I was moved by watching a lot of the, the funeral service and some, some things were said about uh, the former president today and how that he believed that we all should uh, give back, amen, to our communities and to our nation. Uh, And um, I would that Christian people would get in a habit of learning and feeling the need to give back to God. Amen. You might not feel like you do uh that you do, but I feel like I own, I owe God a lot. <laughs> I owe God more than I can ever give him back, brother. Amen. There ain't no way. There's no way that I could ever begin to scratch the surface of giving back to God of what he's given to me. So I'm not talking about being saved by works tonight. But I'm talking about working because you have been saved. That you live this life for something and somebody more than yourself. Before you come to God, all you did was things for yourself. Amen. We need to set aside some time for things other than ourselves. Amen. Now, verse 10, there in Ephesians, for we are his workmanship. Now, we're talking about him being the potter, and we declare... I have done studies on this before many times in the past. But I took the time to go back and, and rehearse some things this evening. And that word, workmanship, if you trace it directly back, with no going off to the left or going off to the right and getting this kind of thing or that kind of thing, But if you trace that word right here, workmanship, directly back to the root, the Greek root word, this is how it would be translated, for we are his product. We're his product. We're his creation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the one who made us, he molded us like the potter who takes pleasure in his creation. You and I, as we are today in what we are able to do and what we do in the kingdom of God, we are the product of God. We're the product of God's creation. We are His product, made, created in Christ Jesus for what? For good works. What we're talking about service. Service. Serving the kingdom of God. Don't let your life be so eat up in yourself and your family and your needs. You've got to give some other stuff time, folks. Hallelujah. We cannot let our life be consumed by personal needs if we are children of God. If we're the product of God, the reason why his product, hes he wants some use out of me and he wants some use out of you. Hallelujah. like an auto mechanic who can spend several thousand dollars on a uh, big box of twos. Uh, I've never met a mechanic yet, and I used to work out. I worked out, and uh, I made my living by doing, it, but, but doing that for a few years myself. And I've seen a lot of mechanics that I work side by side with when he come into a shop and sit up. A lot of them would have, have a sign hanging over the toolbox. I do not loan twos, don't ask. They don't like just anybody and everybody grabbing up something. How do you think God feels about you and I? He wants to get some use His self out of me and you. Are we allowing God the ability to get some use out of us for what He created us for? And I mean, the, the list goes on and on of things I can put in there of what I'm talking about how that we can be used by God. Some hey, there are going to be people that you come in contact with just about every day of your life that simply just needs a word of encouragement. Can God use you to encourage somebody? Can God use you to lift help lift somebody up who's depressed? Maybe even thinking about taking their life. My Lord, we as God's people need to quit being so doggone judgmental and walk around with a condemnation attitude trying to condemn everybody. They're hurting people out there, folks. And right now, we're in, the, we're in one of the most uh, trying times of the year for a lot of people the holiday season. They look, a lot of people look around and see other people with family and friends and everything going on, and they see smiles and laughter and happiness. And I have been told that there's more suicides committed during this time of year than any other time. Can God get some use out of you during this Christmas season to encourage somebody and to make somebody feel a little bit better? I like I like what Brother Tim Tim Downs used to do down in Atlanta. Uh, I think they're a little bit more than that now. I think they've gone up, but sometimes when he was caught up on his work, he would just run by. The drive through at McDonald's, he said, Now, take a $20 bill, and I buy 20 of those $1 hamburgers that they had. And he went out there, and he'd park his car from that point, and you start walking the streets and blessing somebody by handing them a hamburger. That's allowing God to use you. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. We were created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God set this thing up before you was even thought of. For us to do good works. Now we're gonna I want us to go to Titus chapter one. The book of Titus, chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 15 and 16. And I'm going to, I'm going to basically finish up this lesson tonight by giving you uh, some more scriptures. That's how I'm, how I'm going to finish this up. Titus, chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. He said, To the pure all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure, but even their mind and conscience are defiled. Verse 16, they profess to know God, but in works they deny Him. They do the talk, but they don't do the walk. They profess to know God but in works they deny him being abominable disobedient and disqualified for every good work. My Lord, don't don't disqualify yourself by your own bad works. Don't disqualify yourself by your own deeds and actions. When I read that verse right there, I think about the scripture that Paul left us in one of the translations. Do you know Paul wrote one time, he said he feared that even though even though he had preached to others, he said now, and the King James just said, I myself may be Uh, uh, a castaway. But some translations don't use the word castaway. It says that I myself may become disqualified. (coughs) Disqualified. I submit to you tonight, (coughs) excuse me, I submit to you tonight that you may have a calling, you may have a talent, you may have a gift of God. God has put in your life that He wants to use you. It may be one of the nine spiritual gifts. It could be some other type of work. Do you know that even though you have been given that and God has given you, given you that, you can disqualify yourself? Amen. Amen. They profess to know God, but in works they deny Him. And then, I want us to go to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. And we want to uh, see what they say here, what it says here. just And I will read that just as soon as she's able to get that because she didn't have these scriptures ahead of time. 1 Peter 2, verses 11 and 12. Let's um, see what it says. He said, Beloved, I beg you, as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. <clears throat> you know once you become a child of God and you've got the the new nature in you that's been grafted in that those old lust and that own nature. If we let them rule, it's going it's it's to be a war, it's going to be a conflict. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they observe glorify God in the day of visitation. I'm here to tell you that even though there are going to be people out there that's going to try to bring false accusations against you, it's possible for you to live in such a way that you can put them to silence and to shame. Amen. I've seen that work in my own life. I've seen it work where there's there's been uh, down through the years some trying to Tacked something uh, uh bad onto me or, or what had you and um <laughs> I remember I'm thinking about one particular situation that years ago I was I was accused of, and so they went to check on it and everything and the the person that they went to find out to give them the information when they told them <laughs> they just laughed so you got to be kidding me. And then evidence come out. uh, You're going to always have somebody that's going to try to harm you in some way. And when that happens and when that occurs, you best have been living your life that the life and the works that you do shuts them up, puts them to shame. Hallelujah, so it's my time is already at closing, and I can continue to go on reading scripture after scripture, having to do with uh, with good works. But the point I want to leave with you tonight is that God created you for service. He designed you. He's the potter. You're the clay. And he's done that to get some use out of you. So I would leave with you tonight. To please, allow God to use you. Don't live your life in such a way that you can disqualify your own self to be used by God, which you can disqualify yourself. I've been called for a particular kind of ministry I'm in pastoralship but i can I tell you tonight even though God has called me as a pastor, I can disqualify myself from being worthy to be up behind the pulpit. You hear what I'm saying? I can disqualify myself from being able to be used by God to do that by not having the right kind of works in my life. And it's it's the same way with each and every one, no matter what your gifts, no matter what your calling is. So tonight we have, the past few weeks we've been in the potter's hands. And I hope and pray that we will all Strive to, number one, realize there's only one God and that you're not Him. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then that you're going to submit yourself to His will to make you in the kind of vessel He wants. And then third and finally, that you will allow Him to use you for the purpose that he created.